to the Nest College Football Podcast. My name is Chris, and we got... Tony! And this is episode two of season two. Thanks for coming back for more. We always appreciate it. And this week was a fun one. But before we head into this week, let's hit it with the theme song. Alright, Tony, first things up, we're going to hit it with the National Landscape, then hit it with some Temple Talk, and nothing with SEMO yet because they're FCS and they don't play football yet. Alrighty, well, we will discuss some SEMO because I got some questions for you at the end oh, of the yeah. show. So, but first let's hit it with the National Landscape, let's a little bit of, let's touch on what happened this past weekend, some surprises, anything, what stood out to you, what you like, what didn't you like, let's hear it. You know, the ACC really stuck out to me. You have Notre Dame, North Carolina, and, of course, Clemson. We talked um, about Clemson and Memphis, that game being such an important game for Memphis or for Miami, but for Clemson, too, because Clemson had to prove they were the number one team, and, and they did. And Miami made it a game. It was 21-10 to 10 at halftime, and they had that amazing uh, block field goal and ran it back for a touchdown in that game. But... You know, overall, the ACC is a conference that I'm, I'm really watching because this is the, kind of the first year where you have a conference that has multiple teams, just like the SEC has for, for years, and those teams are going to battle it out, um, and then we'll have the Big Ten start here in a, in a few weeks, and I think, uh, you know... Well, three, three, out of the, three out of the five in the top five are the, the are ACC schools. Yeah, and, and I think, big. I mean, yes, there's no Big Ten, but yeah, three out of the five are ACC, and the other two are SEC. It's a, we're living in an SEC ACC world right now. Right now, because the Big Ten hasn't hasn't really made a uh, you know they haven't played. So. And would you imagine that the Big 12's biggest like uh, contender is Oklahoma State? Yeah, and and I know we'll touch about them here in a little bit, but you know they won't play for a. a for a week at least. So, uh, unfortunately, that that was a great game, Oklahoma-Texas, but, you know, it's just Oklahoma-Texas, the, the number, the rankings weren't there. And so that took The a rankings weren't there, but that, I mean, we go right into that. That was one hell of a game. And I wish, I wish I tuned more into it until the very end. But, I mean, that's one hell of a game. That's, I feel like that's how that game is every year. Every oh, year. Yeah. Without failure, no matter how good or how bad the other one is, it ends out to be a double overtime shootout. And I will say this, it's the only game where there's guaranteed pregame interaction of some sort. I missed like, this week's. What was this week's? It's it's just a classic. Every year, it's somehow some Fox gets it on camera. Was it? Was that the week? Was was that when the the. Uh, the Oklahoma like wagon flipped over. Was that that game last year? It, it may have been that game, but I'm I'm more talking like warm ups when the when the teams are walking back to their locker rooms. Yeah. Oh they, yeah. They, yeah. Somehow they meet up every year. It's the same thing. They get it on camera. It's almost like it's almost to the point to where I feel like they tell the players to do it just so they can have it for the introduction for uh, mm, just to TV. hype them up. You get like an yeah. assistant strength coaches that are like. That yeah. are colluding together on the other sidelines, like yo, let's get this, let's get this riled up. Exactly. Interesting, interesting. Looking at the rankings, like I said, we got the biggest jump by Texas A and M this week, bumping mm-hmm. up ten spots. And Florida, we talked about Florida being somewhere in that contender. They're out. I don't see any chance of them getting getting close to back in. But they're number ten. They dropped six spots. Miami dropped six spots. That was a rough one. I wish that Miami game was way closer, and uh, it wasn't that. It wasn't as what I had expected, you know. Yeah, um, I, I expected. I know. I think I said last week it was going to be a ten point or plus game. Yeah, you said ten plus. I said it was going to be under single. But I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it to be, uh, and I wasn't hoping for it to be forty two seventeen. But um, you know, Clemson, great football team, and and, and they proved it. Yeah. Get a load of this. USC 
was not ranked last week, and now they are, and they haven't played a game. Tell me how the hell that happens. I have no idea. I think this <laughs> year's it's so bizarre with the rankings and and LSU how... dropped out. LSU's out of the rankings. Texas is out of the rankings. But I find that hilarious that you have a USC team who has not played one game. And 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 there's a drop off in votes yeah. for Virginia Tech, the last three spots Virginia Tech, Minnesota, USC. Uh, they're in all under 200 votes, and then Kansas State is over 300. But then you look at Marshall. Marshall's number 26 in the country, technically, based on votes. And and you got you got USC sitting there and hasn't played a game. But you get bumped. You get you get into the rankings. Minnesota bumped up a spot. Didn't even play a game yeah. at all this year. That's hilarious. Michigan bumps up a spot. I find that so ironic that that happens. But you got the Raging Cajuns bumping up into the top twenty-one, which is which is great for them. But I think the biggest is 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 this Mac Brown putting it all together for UNC? You know, I think offensively they have all the tools you would want. Defensively, though, when they run into a Clemson, Notre Dame. I don't know if they have enough defensively, especially with Clemson. But so they don't get a load of this. They don't play either of those. Oh, they play. Uh, sorry, they play Notre Dame. That's it. They don't play Clemson on their schedule until, until you know you hope ACC yeah. champions. So if I mean they've got their two ranked opponents, they got back to back is November twenty seventh, Notre Dame, and November and uh, December fifth is Miami. Those are going to be some beatdowns. Those are going to be some beatings. I mean, sorry. I mean, it, that's going to be uh, if Notre Dame loses to Clemson, North Carolina's got their got their path. Yeah, and and North Carolina's a unique school because you know, obviously a basketball school, basketball school, and now they now they got a very very good football program. And then Mac Brown, he's a he's a guy that I like to root for because he took over. North Carolina, after having great success at Texas, where you know people can win at Texas, and it, but he made it look easy year after year. Then they ran For him sure. off, because, and now he's he's proving that he didn't win because of the brand of Texas. He won because he's a damn good coach. For sure. Now get a load of this. Check out this path. They North Carolina can go to the college football playoff. And never have to face Clemson. Clemson would have to lose, right, and before the ACC. Yeah, so no, I mean, Notre Dame would have to beat Clemson, and then North Carolina would have to beat Notre Dame in their regular season game. Notre Dame would have to go undefeated, and then uh, North for an only loss would have to be North Carolina. Notre Dame would be uh, Notre Dame one loss, North Carolina undefeated, and then Notre Dame gets in over Clemson because they have that win over them, and then North Carolina could beat Notre Dame in the ACC, and then boom, North Carolina's undefeated, sitting there at the top. Yeah, that is very possible. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be so unique because we're gonna be adding such a big. Uh, Big Ten, the conference, you know, Ohio State, you know, Michigan, uh, Minnesota, those schools when they when they come in, then Penn State, even uh, that's going to add such a now none of them will play against each other until you know the the playoffs and bowl games, but you know when the when the rankings hit and to see where those teams as they start winning games and playing games that have higher stakes. And to see if when that one of those teams wins, how high do they jump? Yeah, I think it, I, it's gonna be such a my such my crazy. my watch my watch for this is going to be it was on that Miami Clemson, right? And Miami yeah. Miami's just not there yet, clearly. Yeah. But last year we had Mac Brown's team, which was good, oh, yeah. and it seemed like they were just. 
I could, I could t- maybe a year, two, or three away from like getting all those pieces together that would be at the top. This could be their year where they're, well, they're making that jump, the big-time jump, where they're contenders think, for years to come. Oh, yeah, and I think... Like, they're at the top, that, and they're not going anywhere. Weren't they a point away uh, from tying the game, and they went for the extra, the two-point conversion to beat Clemson? Last and year, they, yeah. Yeah, they didn't make it. So that shows you how close... Yeah, they and they don't even make a play Clemson this year. So, like, I think their real test, I mean... They got, they beat Virginia Tech 56-45 this week. They've got wins. They had a canceled game, but they have wins over Syracuse and and BC. This coming Saturday at 7.30 on ABC, they've got Florida State. Now, we know Florida State's not what you think it was about five, six years ago, but after that, you got NC State, UVA, Duke, Wake Forest. Then you have Notre Dame, Miami. Those last two, that, that that's where you're going to, that's the real test. Yeah. And then after that, it's Western Carolina on December 11th. I think that's their like throwaway game. Yeah. Um, imagine they lose that. They're undefeated everything, and they fucking lose to Western oh, Carolina. What a, what a nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare that would be. <laughs> but I they're still in the ACC championship game because it's not an ACC game. How would that work? Imagine that. They lose to Western Carolina, but then they win the ACC. That'd be something. I'd oh, I'd love, I'd love for the committee to have to deal with that. Because that's a game, that's a game, Western Carolina, that's a game that's week one, too. You know? That's not a week, that's not a week, like, 13 game. And you know, with with COVID and, and different things that pop up and... Add that to the mix, plus, like, that game that's usually played in the first two weeks of the season, that's an August game, and you put yeah. that on December 11th, 7 p.m. on ACC Network. Oh man! Imagine they lose to that game by like a tut, by like a field goal or something in the last minute, and yeah. and they still got to play the ACC championship game. That's oh. crazy. That would be something that would never have happened. I, not my North Carolina is my now like uh, they're my watch. They're my watchdog until they until they lose. I will yeah. watch their week their games. On the weekend, closely. It was my. It was my, Miami was that team up until this past weekend for me. That's out. Yeah, that's in that top twenty-five that is trying to make that jump. You know what? You want that like. You're so sick and tired of seeing the crimson in there, the orange in there, and maybe the black and red. You want something new, right? Give me the yes. baby blues. Give me the baby. I will blues. say. I will say really quick uh, for Notre Dame. Their their running back Kyron Williams. He. Uh, I graduated about ten years, uh, maybe maybe nine years before him. He went to my same high school in St. Louis. Ah, so I got, I'm pulling a little bit for Notre Dame because I was able to watch some of his games because they're in the same district as a uh, as Jackson and where I'm at in Cape Girardeau. But uh, did you so call any of his games? I didn't call any of his games. I watched them live two times. Okay. Um, so I did call. I don't can't think of his name. He's a redshirt freshman. He went to a school in St. Louis. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman for Notre Dame. We'll call it our watchdog team. Is that is Notre Dame your watchdog team? It's not your SEMO. It's not your Temple. It's your top twenty-five that we're trying to the underdog yeah. that's trying I'm to pulling, climb up in the ranks to get in the CFP. You know Notre Dame. Notre Dame's no underdog, but he's he's having a great. He's right now. He's their best player, and he's. He's running the show, so it's exciting to see him as a local kid and a kid that you know won won my high school two state championship. So um, definitely an eye team I'm keeping an eye on, but mainly a player also. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on to some other headlines. We talked about that Texas OU game. The uh, first SEC game is postponed. What is that? The uh, was it the Mizzou Arkansas game? Uh, Mizzou Vanderbilt. Mizzou Vanderbilt. Thank you. That's postponed. I mean, we're gonna see others. Uh, Coming down, that has been postponed to December 12th because of COVID issues, which left the Commodores without enough players to play the game. Um, so that'll be interesting how that how that plays out. I don't think that's going to be uh, too... It's not going to affect the SEC championship game too much with being Mizzou and Vanderbilt. Uh, but no. we got to let the boys play. Yes. 
the other is, is Lane Kiffin legit dropping 48 points on Alabama defense? Or is, is SEC defense just not what it used to be because of COVID and teams not being able to prep, defense not being able to prep? You hear all the analysts say it's you're going to see points. You're going to see points scored, slam the overs on all these games because defenses haven't been able to prep on the field. Offenses will be able to put it together. The defenses won't. You're easier to toss the offense together than it is to just toss the defense together. So is it that is you think COVID is the reason why SEC defense looks like Big 12 defense has in the last 10 years? That's, that's a tough one. I think when we talk about Alabama, Ole Miss, there's so many different factors that go in there because Kiffin, he's familiar with how Saban kind of runs. Even though Saban's a defensive-minded coach you know he has a part into how the offense runs and so you know kiffin working with him knows some different play different play calls different things preferences and i feel like that played a part into it but i do believe that every team not just sec but every team is every week they're trying to get better and especially if it was your first week of the season and we'll talk about temple later how you know that first week even though it's your first week really playing live action. You're going to get better. You hope to get better every week and then eventually be, be that team at the end of the year. And with, with this year, even more so just because of lack of preparation and lack of, um, you know, that routine. The COVID definitely has messed the routine up for every team. And um, it's just unfortunate. But Alabama definitely, there's plenty of tape to get better. And Ole Miss... You know, 48 on Alabama, you have to look – this is a th- something to look back. Maybe the true road tide fans that listen to our podcast, when was the last time 48 was put on Bama? Maybe Clemson in one of those championship games, but uh, I don't know even that much. I, I, you just don't see that that number thrown to Alabama. Yeah, you, you typically do not. Uh, but – Moving on, there was something I saw on the ticker that I'm pulling up right now seven hours ago. Was uh, Florida Gators coach Dan Mullen stands by the desire to see 90,000 fans for Saturday's game. Dan Mullen wants to see uh, 90,000 Floridians catch COVID and potentially kill about... A few hundred that will go to that game. Why? Like, what is this man? I mean, it's Florida. Is he just become a Florida man by being in Florida too much? Because I don't think it's much of like a football guy thing where he's just he. he where is his? Here's his quote. Where's his quote? I know our governor passed that rule, so certainly, hopefully, the UF administration decides to let us pack the swamp against LSU 100%, because that crowd was certainly a factor in the game. He thinks just because of the governor... So the governor of Florida thinks that COVID's just done, disappeared, it's not a threat to anything anymore. And he lifted all restrictions, which... Very dumb. Um, But... He said they claim that they'll still follow CDC guidelines for every part of the campus, from classrooms to athletic venues, as well as the guidance of our own experts and local state health officials. I just think it's crazy for him to call for ninety thousand fans uh, in the I, swamp. Yeah, it's LSU, uh, but you also both lost, and you both out of it. So why don't you pump the brakes there, Mister Mullen? Yeah, that's all I, I got I, on that. Not the smartest yeah, thing to say. It's a tricky situation because I saw that. The Florida governor passed it that you can have 100% capacity if you wanted to, you know. But CDC guidelines um, do not approve that. that. No, you. I want to avoid large crowds. So yeah, you know, not, you know, you want to keep uh, focused on. Obviously, you would love in a in a perfect world to have your to have a typical year, and this year for in more ways than one has not for everybody been that typical year. So it, you have to be prudent. You have to be smart make those proper decisions and having 90,000 people together. Yeah. For it's insane, 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 insane. Now, Pennsylvania said that there's not going to be any fans 
at all in their stadiums whatsoever. For the Philadelphia Eagles, for the Temple Owls, there's nothing happening at the link at all allowed. That was from city, the state of Pennsylvania, the city of Philadelphia, and the university. Then the state of Pennsylvania said you can go 15% for a large crowds, but no larger than like 7,000 is the max. Uh, 15%. And then the city of Philadelphia still has to, can overrule that and say you can't do that in the city of Philadelphia, which means the link can't have any for Eagles or Owls games. And then if the city of Philadelphia approves that, then the president of the university can approve or disprove. And I, with all of those checks that have to go through, there's some fans that are saying we should have, we should be able to have uh, games go on. And I think they're insane for thinking that. Uh, fans in the crowd for these games think they're insane for thinking that. And no way that it will get through the city of Philadelphia, which I don't think that'll happen. And then for it to get passed on to the president of Temple, they're both way too smart of people, the mayor and the president, to be able to approve something like that. So I don't think we see that uh, because yeah. uh, Dan Mullen's an idiot. That's all I got yeah. on that. We'll move it uh, on really, from Dan. Really quick, Go ahead. I, I, I think, uh, just to end this really for this part, I, I think you can get away with a uh, percentage, a small percentage of fans at no matter where, Pennsylvania, Florida, wherever, as long as everyone is wearing a mask, socially distanced, and just following uh, the proper guidelines that have been given. I feel like you could pull that off as long as everyone does their responsibility. But 90,000, not... Not a good idea. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, the other other headline I saw here was Texas Longhorns discuss the best approach for the eyes of Texas, which is their song they sing at the end of games, which has racially tied uh, issues to it. Uh, it was a song that has origins back to a show that featured performers in blackface in 1903. And pretty much half the team, what it seems like, more than half the team leaves the field, goes back in the locker room, and then Sam Ellinger, Ellinger and Tom Herman stay out on the field with other coaches and a few other players and sing the song uh, with the rest of the fans. And Herman is is supporting both sides, saying uh, support the, the history of the school, and they're educated. The school is still educating others that uh, the song does have racial ties but I don't think you should still be singing it if it does uh, just like Ole Miss doesn't play uh, doesn't play their song which is really racist that one can't remember what the name of it was but uh, it's just interesting to see as uh, there's clearly issues that are still going on and discussions and uncomfortable yeah. conversations that are continuing to happen which is good I just think, from a football perspective, there's a split in the locker room on this, and I'm curious if it'll overflow into football operations as opposed to, yes, there's a clear divide, and it's from what I think it, it seems more than half of the guys go in, and then there's the guys that stay out, players, coaches, both split. Is there going to be a divide? Will this grow? As this conversation continues to happen, and will it affect football? Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. It, I, I read something about that before the season even started, and it's something that can divide a team. It can divide people, and you know, typically, you see it. You see the latter of the the song not being played, or a team becoming united towards one end or the other. So it's very interesting to see, uh, you know, having having some stay out and having other players go in the locker room. So, you know, losing lo- if you start losing and things getting uh, get difficult in the locker room, you, you might start seeing more of uh, certain conflicts be more vocalized by players, and um, it's something to keep your eye on. I think you're. This is a pretty interesting topic, especially where our nation is right now and the state of it. Uh, it's definitely something um, which, really quick, I think before the season started, a lot of young men um, and young women uh, vocalizing what's passionate to them has been amazing, using their, their voice at a young age and, and their 
stands. And this is maybe um, an opportunity to see a voice to be heard. So I, I think it's something to keep an eye on. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, moving down the line, we got, I said last weekend, Big Ten returns in two weekends. That is false. It was three weekends last weekend. Now it's returns in two weekends, not three weekends. In two weekends, we get Big Ten football back on October 24th. All right, Tony, coming up, we got the games of the week. What is your game of the week? I think we all know, but you can go ahead. And, of course, it's on CBS. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll, you know, number two, Alabama versus number three, Georgia. It's going to be a fun game in the sense of, you know, how good is this Alabama defense? Put up, uh, Ole Miss put up 48. Georgia's got a very talented offense. What does Saban do in a week to kind of button those issues up? But one game I'm looking at, and I, I, you know, I love my Cincinnati Reds, so I kind of try to support the town the best I can. Cincinnati Bearcats, number eight, going to Tulsa at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. 11 a.m. Central. 11 a.m. Central, 12 noon, yeah. Um, Cincinnati's such a unique team because they're number eight right now, but with other conferences with the back 12, Big Ten starting up, what does their ranking look like in four weeks? So I got my eye on them. I think they're a unique team to watch there in Temple's conference, and that's a game that I'm focused on too. Good, good. Uh, speaking of, um, this game, Temple, looking at the schedule, sorry, I just got a little breaking news that I was, I was trying to see, it says, if you look on the schedule, it says South Florida at Temple, and then it shows ticket prices, tickets as low as $28 at the Lincoln Financial Field, and when you click on that, it then brings you to place to purchase tickets but it's uh going for tickets at at memphis so i don't know why it showed it looked like it showed there was going to be ability to buy tickets but no not at lingo financial field the next is going to be at memphis which would be a game if i still lived in cape Girardeau, i would be going but i i i i i digress we're going back we're not on temple isles talk yet we're not on temple talk yet sorry for the uh the sidetrack there I got kind of excited thinking that we can have fans at games, uh, but we don't yet. But yours, your game, your game of the week is your Bama Georgia, correct? Yes. And I, who's your? Who's your? You said you're watching your Cincinnati Bearcats. Is your Cincinnati Bearcats? Is that your? Uh, is that your your watchdog team? I mean, we talked about Notre Dame being a watchdog, but I mean Notre Dame is not a watchdog. They're a team that's always there. Uh, Cincinnati, as a team in the American Conference. They're, how do you not root for a team that's not in the Power Five to be the, when they're in the top ten? I just it's hard not to root for those teams. So I'm pulling for I'm pulling for Cincinnati just to keep to keep that discussion going of how do you rank these teams fairly, especially when other conferences start up when you had Cincinnati slowly climb up and if they keep winning and certain teams lose, they'll be in the top five. Um, Cincinnati is a fun team because it gets a discussion going. Yes, I I do I do I do like that the team. I don't know about that game. I think it's going to be a shellacking by Cincinnati. I don't think it's going to be a great game that we're going to look back and be like that was a great game to watch. But I do agree with Cincinnati being in the top ten. Yes, uh, if I were to pick a game, uh, my. Georgia, Alabama. I want your quad screen. You want my quad screen? I don't have a quad screen for you. Because we're not Big Ten. It's tough to just get a quad screen going, I think, Uh, without the Big Ten and the Pac-12. But I can give you my underdog and who I – my upset. Sorry, my upset that I think is going to happen of the week. But the game I'm definitely watching, my game, obviously you got the Georgia-Bama. But you already picked that. I'm going North Carolina at Florida State. 7.30, ABC. And like I said, North Carolina is my watchdog team of the year until they lose. But 
I think uh, another great game or even upset. Who's in the top 25 that's going to lose? I, I'll give you... Uh, I've got one, but I don't want to say it out loud yet. I've got two, but I don't want to say it out loud yet. I got... Kentucky over Tennessee. Okay. Or Tulane over SMU. I'll go. I'll go. My upset: uh, Louisiana Tech over Marshall. Louisiana Tech over, over Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's. Uh, I I think I think I'm gonna go with the uh, the Kentucky Kentucky Tennessee. With Kentucky's success over the last couple of years, there's, that's still ingrained in my brain, and that's what I'm going with on that. I do, uh, I, man. This schedule seems so thin when you're missing the when you're missing those Big Ten and Pac-12. Yeah. yeah, it's like I can't. I, it's like the Big 12's not even in here. Like I don't see any Big Twelve matchups. Well, Oklahoma no, State, right. Baylor. That's, that's it. And that's canceled. Was it? Oh, it's postponed. Yeah. Where yeah. where else where are the rest of the Big Twelve in here? Do you see? No one's any? ranked. No one's ranked besides and Texas lost. They'll, but nobody's out. ranked. Like Navy East Carolina is not a ranked game. Texas State South Alabama is not a ranked game. It's not even listed on the schedule. Is the Big Twelve taking a week off? Potentially, but um, some of I guess there's bye weeks for some teams. Yeah, because Kansas Who? had a bye week. Who you your big? Week your, there you go. There's there's Big Twelve. Kansas is playing. Kansas yeah. did not. We'll move it on to your can't you your two minute Kansas segment. No Kansas <laughs> game this past week. Uh, yeah. Your Big Twelve is Kansas West Virginia. There's no other Big Twelve games this week. Hey, if I get two minutes, I'm gonna use those two minutes. Les Miles tested positive for COVID. Oh no! Doing well, doing well. Doing well. Uh, haven't made a decision on who's going to be the acting head coach for that game, but. Uh, Definitely, you know, keep. Less, will he less will he be coaching from the booth? Will he be coaching from a bubble? Will he be coaching from Zoom? No, I, I think he will be. T- I believe he'll be taking. He'll be watching the game. I don't know what how. Will, will we get? Will we get a? Uh, oh, who was? Who was where, it? Where, remember, we got two minutes. Two. It's like yes, minute, yes. Two who was it? First episode ever of the show. Who was it that was up in the booth on the stretcher, where, coach? Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. Will he pull a Hugh Freeze and like isolate himself in the box, coach with a headset? Right. I, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think you're allowed to do that. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know uh, if you're allowed to do that. I think Les will be play it safe. I don't think it's worth doing anything in year two of the rebuild in Lawrence, but uh, definitely keep Les Miles. In your now, if he was undefeated, top ten, would he try something like that? Uh, he would definitely be in someone's ear for sure. Uh, I don't know if he would be at the game or not, but if they're top ten playing for something, Les would find a way to let, let his voice be heard. I bet. That's a bummer too because he's gonna be out for next week's game too, probably. Uh, yeah, if, if uh, you know some people are able to kind of speed up the. If you get if you get the uh, special Donald Trump drugs, yeah. Yeah, the cocktail, but. Uh, We'll That's see. it on the Kansas. We're moving on. Yeah, we got two minutes. We got it. We're better than the candidates. We got two minutes. Alrighty. Next up, we have Temple Talk. Here we go. The game last weekend. Last weekend. Saturday night against Navy. The Owls lose 31 to 29. And boy, was that ending ugly. Ugly. The Owls scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. Russo had a good game, 206 yards, 21 to 30, but two point conversion and at the end after we had a, a Raymond Davis ran it up the up the gut to get us to 29, down by two. We decided to go for two with one minute and two seconds left, and he just turned, Russo turns, throws it in the flat, stares his guy down, and and wasn't even close. Was never close to being a, a, a complete pass at all. He was The man was draped. I don't know why 
I didn't like the play call. I don't like the decision by Russo to stare down his his target the entire freaking time. That was that was disappointing, devastating, and uh, and that's it. I mean, Brandon Mack had a great game: seven receptions, eighty yards, a touchdown. Ramon Davis, ninety-seven yards, one touchdown, twenty-three carries. I, that's the three. We 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 said it last week: Russo, Davis, Mack. We said that was going to be the duo. That was awesome, and then and then and then it went downhill a little bit. Uh, defense never adjusted. Defense was was terrible, to say the least. Say the least. And Rod Carey, I don't know if he's just so used to the the uh, the, the the crappy the the crappy play in the Mac. And he, and he doesn't have to adjust on defense, doesn't know how to adjust on defense. But you, you can't do that in the American. It's the Power Six Conference for a reason. They have offenses that can freaking sling it like Navy just did. They can pound you in the face like Navy just did. You can't. You got to adjust on defense. You can't have a game like that. And and, and it showed... The, the, did you know that? The last two games that the Owls played were both at this same stadium, and I was at the last one against the North Carolina Tar Heels. We, they had a shellacking against them, like 50-plus points, and lost by like 100,000 points. Ugly game. That was, and this was, on defense. And Carey needs to get it together. That's my, talk, that's my... Yeah, opinion. we talked about trying to stop the run, and they did not, you know, 100 and, uh, let's see here, 120 from Smith, 53. I mean, they 251 altogether, Navy ran, and that's how you beat Navy. You stop the run because they can't pass, or they choose not to pass because they run the option. So, um, just a tough loss. I do think, you know, we talked briefly about last week, you know, that this being the first game for Temple and this being, the I think, the fourth game for Navy, um, you know, when you're doing a play, like a two-point conversion, and it's your first, I believe this that was their first two-point conversion of the season, you know, you, you got some plays, but you may not practice them as much as you could have if you played more games or had more practices. And obviously that play call, the way you described it, will be probably thrown away just because it wasn't a good play call or wasn't efficient. So... You gotta take you gotta take um, the game in stride and, and then go out and I know we're, we're gonna if you want to transition we can go out to talk about the next week or this upcoming week. Yes, one last one last touch. It was the debut of the Temple Owls as a Nike school, Nike oh, okay. Nike uniforms. First look live in action. These numbers on the back of the jerseys are like font size two hundred and ninety five. They are so freaking big. The the numbers on the back of these jerseys are massive. The ones on the front are bigger, yes. But on the back, it is so damn big, these numbers. And I don't know who designed them. It was somebody partnered up, somebody at Nike and somebody at Temple. They sat down in a room together or on a Zoom call together, and they both walked out of that room at a meeting and said, we got it. And you know what they should have done? They should have walked their asses right back in that room and said, we don't got it. Because those numbers look hideous. Fix the numbers on the jerseys. They're so big. They're so ugly and so big. That's that's my big stink on the new Nike outfits, the new Nike fits that we got. The numbers need to be fixed. That's all. Digits shrink the font size. It's like my grandmother reading her her, her phone that's got font size a billion on it, and uh, and it's all it is. It's just numbers on a big ass pad, and it's like font size a billion that your grandmother can read because she's going hey, blind. Those TV guys, radio guys, they aren't complaining; they can see them. Yeah, but it's so obnoxious. <sighs> That's all I got. That's all I got on the on that on that last on the last week. We're we're rolling on because we're about to hit the forty minute mark, and we're gonna we promise we're gonna be done. At 45 for this show. All right. Next up, we've got USF. That is University of South Florida. At noon on ESPN Plus, the Owls are favored 75% to 26%, 73% to 26% in this game. 
And uh, the Bulls are 1-3. and three. They've already played four games this season. The Owls only played one. 0-2 in conference. We're 0-1 in conference. Uh, Over-under is 52 and a half. Uh, I'd say it. Oh, I, I, I hate picking over-unders. I, it's, I, hate, I hate picking them. I hope there's a lot of points scored on our end. Yeah. Not on their end. Uh, but I think the Owls can take care of business. They should have won that Navy game, and they didn't. If Rod Carey can figure out this defense with, uh, I mean, McLeod got 567 yards on the season already, USF quarterback. And, uh, I mean, their top rushing leader only has 100 more yards than, than Raymond Davis. And Raymond Davis played one game, and their, their, their rushing leaders played four games. So I, I think our offense can light it up against this USF team. And it looks like their, their production and their numbers has been low. Their points allowed per game are matched against us. 32.5 for them, 31 points allowed for us, for us pop, obviously. And then points per game that they score is 14.5. So they score two touchdowns, that's it. So hopefully this is a good, this is a good uh, regrouping for Rod Carey's defense to get it to get it together because last week was not was not it. So I think I, I look I look to see Temple's defense get it together. They'll hold them to to under twenty points, and we pull away with the win, and we, we even back up one and one. I, I agree, Ren. I think some of the keys for me that I'll be watching for feed Davis, play good defense, and have Russo uh, do his thing when the opportunity's there. Don't force it. You know, play action, set him up for uh, positive plays, and I think Temple pulls pulls out the win. I love it. I love it. And Russo looked good. First time now he's he's not doing a platoon quarterback with Todd Sedteo, who's out in Colorado State. And and Carrie Carrie did say that it's Russo's show. And he's the he's the man running it. So it's nice to see Russo being able to sling it for two hundred yards and let's get a few touchdowns now. Anthony. Let's get a let's get a few. And uh and let's cut down on the interceptions. I honestly feel like Russo's been at Temple forever. I he was there. He was there when I was there. Oh yeah. I swear, he yeah. had to. He's a senior now. How is he not a redshirt senior? This like man. This man has been there. Yeah. This yeah. man, I feel like, has been here forever. When is when is he going to? When did he When did he get in? Let's let quick quick. Twenty eighteen. I guess he hasn't. He wasn't there when I was there. I, I mean, I remember being recruited when I was there. I thought he popped he's in. That, he's got that last name, Russo. It's a Philly name. PJ Walker. And then it went to Russo, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it makes sense. Alrighty. Well, that's it for the Owls talk. We'll, we'll, we'll sliver into to SEMO. To, to to, oh, yeah. We're, really we're not going to do SEMO talk. We're going to do a SEMO sprinkle. Sprinkle on some SEMO. Okay. Now. I'll take sprinkle. I like sprinkle. Now, the game is scheduled for when? Halloween October weekend? 30th. October 30th, the Friday. Halloween weekend. Now, the game, from what, I, from what I've uh, done some research and understand is that the football team's got a lot of guys who are testing positive. Okay. For COVID. Have you heard any of these? I, I you know, I haven't heard much because they keep it... Um... Keep it up tight. You know, like that. From what I know, from what I know, this football team is is testing some positive, which is not good, not good yeah. at all. And now, when you have people test positive, players can't practice, they can't get in the gym, they can't do anything. They're done. Yeah. You know, for two weeks, as it should be. But with the games getting closer, game getting closer, guys not on the field, guys not practicing in pads. Multiple guys not being able to practice in pads at all as the game gets closer. Guys who test positive now are out until like three days before the game, right? And it's yeah. there's a, there's been a spike in cases at Southeast and, and, and in, 
Even do, in Southern. Do you, Illinois, yeah, do you... Now, Temple, they just played their first game last weekend. They were originally supposed to play that game on like September 24th weekend. And Rod Carey said, we're not ready. We got to postpone. They postponed because they were not ready. Because they had guys who could not be there, could not do it, and they, they, they hadn't practiced enough in pads. Rod Carey, I love it. He made the decision. So did interim AD, Fran Dunphy, made the decision. We got to postpone and push it back. For the safety of the players, for the safety of our program, the safety of university, and and to, to be able to play good football. Do you see Coach Tuke or Brady Barkey doing something similar? Because from what? If you got guys breaking out with COVID and they're not practicing, you shouldn't be playing in three in three weekends. No, I think so what happened? Push it was, back. You got one game in the fall. Move it. Got, to another exactly. weekend. Here's here's the problem. So they, they moved it back once. When and was it really originally? Had, it was the 23rd, so the Friday the 23rd. So they moved it back because of reasons we probably you just discussed, and maybe even on the other side of Carbondale, because we don't know those statistics over there. Um, I do not think, I just don't see them pushing it back another time. I feel like this is the last movement of the game, and if, if this date doesn't work out, I mean, it's, you can't just keep moving. No, it, it's a factor that no fans will be there. So I guess they could move it back. But th- if this is a game that I, you just can't force it, you know, what's what's the, what's the point of if your players aren't able to stay healthy and, and you're just having a hard time, um, if you can't practice and keep kids healthy in the standpoint of COVID, but not only COVID, but physically, because football is even one game. We saw, we saw yesterday of Dak Prescott you know, one game can, can change your life. So, I, you know, I, they moved it once. I don't know. I just don't if, – if you ask me, I don't think they move it again. It's either October 30th or it's not going to happen. Um, and I don't know. I don't, I don't think they play in the spring because the spring schedule was released um, for uh, – Yeah, for, but, I mean, if, if it wasn't during COVID times, I'd say yes. It'd be – because you say all oh, the schedule's set. You say, ah, oh, we moved it once, we can't move it again. You've got teams who are, if they're set to play, the game's going to happen. It's one way or another. And yes, I understand most of that's FBS. One. Two, that schedule that happened in the spring, I guarantee you it's not going to play out the way that it's written down on that paper that was released this week. I bet, I bet all my money it's not going to be played out like that. Something's going to be adjusted. Something's going to be changed. And, and, Yes, they've already rescheduled it once, and I, I forgot that they did that. But you have no other games in no. in 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 the fall. So like, you but I, between I the two think... schools, they could figure another date in November or December to get this thing done when it's safer for the players because of the virus and because of pad the playing in pads, not playing in pads, injuries. You know, that here's what I'll say I think really it's quick. Here's what I'll say really quick. They, if they do move it, if they do move it past the thirtieth, you have three weekends to get in because they they won't play it after Thanksgiving because of the way finals are, you know that winter break, and then the ability to bring them in whenever they would bring them in for football workouts for for the regular season in the spring. I just don't see them playing after having the game after Thanksgiving. So you would have three weekends to get that game in if they were to move it again. That's 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 just what I'm because finals. You know you can't you can't have games on finals. Um, during, yeah. During that I mean, problem. FBS got it. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see how it plays out. Simo Sprinkle, I like this good conversation. But we got some extra football going on in Sunday Night Football. The Saints tied it up. And the Saints are currently undefeated against the spread since the year 2015. 18 times. 18-0 against the spread. 17-1 straight up. And right now, it's on the line. Monday Night Football. Charges. Saints. In New Orleans. Overtime. That's a match. That's, that's, that's a matchup to watch in overtime. And that's the show. 
for episode two, season two. Tony, you got anything else? Uh, I, I'm looking at my phone right now. The Chargers Saints just went into uh, or overtime just ended. What are you talking about? I said my phone says end of OT. No, that's so false. It's twenty seconds into overtime. Okay, my phone's lying to me then. No way, because I don't even have a, I don't have that much of a delay. Unless we're about to get a live reaction of like Drew Brees throwing a touchdown right here. I don't think so. Did it say who won the game? No, it, they're driving. No, not yet. But uh, New Orleans is driving. It's just the clock on the app. The clock's malfunctioning. Okay. Okay. Well, go out.